assist um, uh, Ms. Lagode to come into the meeting. Um, so I think she'll be sorted in a few minutes. So we we may we may begin. Are we correcting? When you are ready, Chair. Are we correcting? Yes, Chair. Absolutely. Good morning, honorable members. Honorable chair. Good morning, honorable members. Good morning, chair. Good morning, chairperson. Good morning, chairperson. Is the are the honorable members okay this morning? Well, perfect. Yes, Thank we you. are. <laughs> Good morning, honorable members. Thank you so much, honorable members. I guess we are ready to start our meeting. And if we are, can I take this opportunity to welcome honorable members and everybody else who's part of this meeting? Uh, this meeting is meant to do everything else but in the center of that is for us to make sure that we complete the work of shortlisting candidate for the AG's position and if you agree on that uh, I will take the opportunity to welcome everybody and as I'm doing so I will ask uh, Mr. Peter Paul and his team to also be ready so that we quickly get into today's business. Uh, having welcome everybody and Mr. Peter Paul and the team are going to put the today's agenda so that we can all see, we know, but we just want to make sure that we see it in front of us. And as we are allowing them agenda. We will go to as I have already opened the meeting and trust that we are ready. I will go to the second item. And the second item, honorable members, be the the actual business of today, which then is to shortlist. But can I allow Mr. Peter Paul just to outline the agenda quickly for us, please? Um, thank you, Chairperson. Um, as soon as I've sorted things out on my side here, I will put up the agenda. But um, for progress, let me um, greet the honorable members and all present in the meeting. And Chair, just to remind members as per the discussions of our last meeting, that as you correctly say, Chair, that um, there are at the center of it all really is the shortlisting of the candidates for the position of the AG. Um, but before then, Chair, I mentioned that um, members will remember that at the last meeting, 
there was some discussion after the receipt of the legal advice from the legal services office on an implementation plan of the legal advice received on how we will really go about um, giving it um, effect. Um, so we will ask before anything that members, we had sent a proposal. So that will be the first item of the implementation plan of the legal advice. Um, which will then be followed by the um, the shortlisting itself, and right at the end, again coming from the deliberations of the last meeting, the issue around the logistics um, when it comes to the interviews and the process itself. Um, the members had said then that when we know um, where our um, candidates will be coming from, we can then start discussing the issues around of the area where we would wish to hold these interviews. So, Chair, those are the three main things. One, the implementation of the legal um, advice, the plan. Secondly, the shortlisting itself. And thirdly, the, the issue around um, interviews. Chair, back to you. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Peter Paul. Uh, I guess in our midst, we do have, as part of your team, the content advisor, the content advisor, which is Mr. Kolim Kaji. We also have Andile, Mr. Andile Mpunga and Ms. Pesi Hepezi. The All those are from the Office of the Institution Support Democracy. We also have in our midst, Advocate Frank Jenkins, which is from the Legal Service as well as Shanaz Gabriel, who is from HR. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are also welcoming to this meeting. Thank you for making yourself uh, available. We appreciate your presence, but we also, but we also appreciate... Uh, honorable, yeah, honorable members, members, we are now going to ask uh, Mr. Peter Puel, to outline or take us through on what is this that is an advice or a, 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 a plan in so far as the advice is concerned on how best are we going to go through to make sure that we, we recognize that. Are Honorable members happy with that? Yes, Chairperson. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Peter Paul. Thank you, Chair. Um, I think I'm just struggling with um, the Deputy Chief Whip, um, but I've, I've asked IT to, to take care of that. Um, I think they will send it through now to her. Um, Chair, um, let me go ahead with um, the the issue around the, the implementation plan of the legal advice. Um,
I hope we are not losing you, Mr. Peter Paul. No, Chair, I'm with you. I'm with you here. Just I'm, okay. I'm opening up a document. Okay. Um, all right. Thank you, Chair. Um, so, honourable members, the, the implementation plan is as we had sent to you the day um, that followed our 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 meeting um, last last week, um, immediately after that meeting. And and in that plan, members, as we would have read, that we um, we meet today to to do the shortlisting of candidates, um, as you had um, requested. Um, we applied for permission and it was it was um, it was granted by both the House chairperson and and the chief whip. So uh, members, the, the, the proposal is then that um, once you have shortlisted uh, today the candidates, and um, we must seek the, 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 the candidates permission to publish their CVs um, on the parliamentary website. Um, we will ask them for, for the versions of their CVs that exclude their personal details. And uh, the proposal is that um, after this meeting, we will inform them of their shortlisting and ask them for this information and they must give it back to us by end of business tomorrow. Um, we had also said that I shared with you an MIE consent form, which is a personal credential disclosure form, um, which I, I shared with you, which we will also share with them today after they have been shortlisted. Um, this will be used by an independent company that's contracted to, to, to Parliament. The, the name of the company is MIE. And that one is used to do thorough background checks on each of the candidates. I know that um, Honorable De Villiers had raised um, issues to say to remind us that it's important that we do the background checks thoroughly. Uh, on qualifications, experience, criminal records, etc. So that form that I shared with you serves that purpose and the colleagues from HR will be working with the company then to collate that information um, for the committee. Uh, that form will also be returned with the CVs um, tomorrow. And then uh, from Thursday the 6th of August, um, the, the CVs of the shortlisted candidates the ones that they will have given back to us tomorrow um, will be published on the parliamentary website with calls for public comments. Uh, I'd mentioned that um, we work closely with um, uh, our colleagues at the media unit and they will release statements uh, and whatever else is necessary to make sure that the message is out there to say that the committee is calling for public comments on the shortlisted candidates and this will go on until Friday the 14th of August, the end of business on that day, which then allows for seven working days, which we think is sufficient, and nine days in total if one includes the, the weekend. Um, there were also proposals around um, the need for um, the development of questionnaires and scorecards to assess and evaluate candidates as per practice. 
Um, I speak for the team that has just been um, introduced by the chair in saying that indeed members, um, the development of those questionnaires and scorecards is in, 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 in an advanced stage. And, and it is um, something that we will share with you in due course, um, certainly enough time before the interviews. Um, members, in, that's all in all, that's the proposal that we believe will give meaningful effect to the public participation process. And whilst it's also in keeping with, with your own adopted program, which means that we there will be no need for any further changes to the program that we 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 adopted. Um, it will still see the committee finishing the process around the 25th of August, when it will be ready to um, to report to the NA on its recommendations for the president. Chair, that is all for now. I hand over back to you. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Peter Paul. Honorable members, that what we discussed in our last meeting, and this is now the actual program that we will follow in making sure that the public is part of the process uh, and the committee does in the best way make sure that it owns the process because anything that might go wrong will come back to the committee. But also want anything that is the best in our ability will also come back to us as a team. I'll then ask honorable members who would want to, to to say something on this, honorable members, please. If 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 Mr. Peter Paul can identify people whose hands are up, but honorable members, we are nice and few. You can also raise by just unmuting and uh, indicating if you want to contribute on this matter. I'll allow honorable members to do so. Chairperson Mutelezi. Chairperson, can I come in? Yes, Honorable Mutelezi, please do come in. Anyone else after Honorable Mutelezi? Okay. Honorable Mutelezi, please. Chairperson, before that, I was just wanted to check. Did we get apologies in the meeting? Are there any apologies or all in here? Sorry Thank you, that. Honorable Butilezi. Sorry for that. Um, can we quickly get to hear from Honorable Mr. Peter Paul? I know that the Honorable Deputy Chief was struggling to come in, and I think the IT was assisting in this regard. Therefore, she's not late in the meeting. It's just that she is struggling to, to log in. Can I get to hear from Mr. Peter Paul whether there are any apologies? Thank you, Chair. Um, indeed, we should have taken care of that. Um, you are correct, Chair. We don't have any um, apologies received. Um, as you say, that the only one that we're just waiting to come in, I think, in a minute now, is um, Ms. Lagote. Uh, otherwise, we have not received any apologies. And Chair, while I'm at that, um, I need to correct something that on the list, um, we erroneously excluded the name of our researcher, Mr. Muselo um, Shekiso, uh, who's also part of the of the team um, that you announced. And I think I have I have a request from my from my manager who's who's watching me and and asking that uh, I must advise that chair when when you do speak, please go on video. 
and 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 requests of all members to do the same um, when when they're on the on the floor. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Peter Paul. We will try. We I have some difficulties with my gadget today. I really don't want to press because I don't want to lose the meeting. I'll try my best anyway. But for now, oh. I guess I'll try. If Honorable Buteles wanted to say something beyond the apologies, please. No, that's 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 fine, uh, 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 Chairperson. But I think the process which has been outlined by uh, uh, Mr. Peter Paul Mbele, it's a process that will ensure that uh, uh, we do everything we're transparent with the process that we 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 are we, we are running, um, and we allow the public to participate uh, uh, by making comments, as it has been suggested, once the um, <clears throat> once the names are, are are published in the parliamentary website. Thank you, Chair. I'm sorry. Thank you very much, Honorable Gutelezi. Honorable Singh, was hand, your hand was up, please. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Good morning to you and to colleagues and our support team. Uh, it's good to see some of you back again, alive and well. Uh, Chairperson, no, no, thank you to the team for, for having... Uh, crafted those uh, guidelines in terms of public participation. As Shange had said, I think it goes a long way in ensuring that our process is transparent, open, and we give the public an opportunity, those who are interested to make comments on those uh, candidates who have been shortlisted. I just wanted to find out, and then getting permission from them is also very, very important. Uh, I just wanted to find out in terms of the background checks that Honorable de Villiers spoke about, will it include academic checks, uh, financial checks, intelligence, uh, etc.? Will it be a comprehensive uh, background check on, on the candidates? Uh, and then the second question will be, Chairperson, that I'm a bit worried that if we go up until the 14th, which I have no problem with for public comments, it leaves us with just very few days over the weekend to be able to read through those public comments, make an assessment for ourselves and, and, and things like that. So I, I, I'm just flagging that I don't know if the 18th will be suitable for the committee itself to have privately gone through uh, the, the questions and, and then, you know, do our interviews uh, on the 18th. Uh, because we'll also have to get permission for the 18th because it's it's a plenary day as well. Our, our third term starts on the 17th, I think. Uh, yeah, on the 18th and goes on until some uh, uh, the 3rd of September. So I'm just thinking that we might, the team might need to consider whether or not we as a committee will have enough time to look through those public comments that we get. Uh, it has to be shared with us. Uh, so so that's uh, that's another thing that I'm flagging uh, for now, Chairperson. And then obviously in your background checks, uh, like we do in the JSC, we ask about political affiliation. Is any of the members holding any active position in any political party currently? And those kinds of things. So I just wanted to make sure that the check includes all of these uh, uh, areas. Thank you, Chairperson. 
Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. I guess all those questions are going to that uh, team that is being appointed by the parliament to do all those. In the case that what Honorable Singh is raising is not part of the package, if they are present, can I can they please, please indicate or the office that is responsible for that, can it be able to respond now so that by the time we conclude, we are all clear on all the questions that we are having as honorable members. Uh, as, as, as I'm getting to those, the team, uh, Mr. Peter Paul, welcoming Mr. Lachekiso. Can I get any other additional question that is relevant to what Honorable Singh is asking, please, Honorable Members, so that we give over to the team to respond, either here or later on. Chairperson. Yes, Honorable. Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, Chairperson, I support the proposal by Honorable uh, uh, Singh with regards to the background checks and uh, being done, the, uh, the overall package of uh, references that needs to be followed up and uh, that it be done uh, simultaneously with the process that would uh, lead to the inputs for public uh, by by the public with regards to the candidates and uh, equally so I, I i i think he is proposing a very important point and which is to check whether we will be able to make to meet our deadline in terms of the 18th being the day of the interviews wherever it will be held and and that we probably today a, a take a decision with regard to that if we propose a later date or whatever. But I think it is something worth considering. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, thank you, Honorable uh, Peters. Can, if there's no any other member that wants to take a bite on this, can you go to the uh, team if if they can respond to the questions, but also. I guess, honorable members, we are suggesting that uh, as that time of, uh, uh, of of allowing the public to 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 have their consent and us sitting to look through and really package that and get to now the actual um, interviews, all that must be considered. When Mr. Peter Paul comes back, he must also take us through on those possibilities within the timelines that we have. If he can, he responds within the timelines that we have, what the honorable members are suggesting. I'm calling upon Mr. Peter Paul and the team to please speak on this matter. Thank you, over to you, Mr. Peter Paul. Thank you, Chairperson, thank you very much. Um, Chairperson, the, the, the contributions are, are well received. Um, and and I do hear the concern. Um, I, like I said, and I've got a team with me. I know that on the question around the background checks, I'm going to ask um, uh, Ms. Shanaz Kabir, um, who is from HR and um, has worked um, for some time with the, the company that does background checks. She'll give the members an idea 
of of the kind of background uh, the, of the of the process that 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 MIE company uh, undertakes in doing those background checks, just so that members are comfortable with that. Um, safe to say, on the issue around the timelines, Mr. Singh. Um, when we talk about um, you know preparations, the content for 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 the interviews and preparations, um, I think I'm going to discuss with the team around the issue of uh, the received comments uh, by the public. But as far as the the scorecards and in fact the questionnaires and those kind of things. As we had said, we, those we are almost done with and will be ready to share with members well before the 18th. So in terms of internally, we'll be prepared for the 18th. We just need to devise indeed a way to make sure that we take into um, consideration um, those, those those public comments that we received. Um, it's not a proposal yet, but just from the top of my head, I'm already thinking that perhaps one of the solutions could be sharing those public comments um, in real time as they are received with members as we go along right up to Friday for members to engage with on, on an ongoing basis. Um, but like I say, in terms of the committee's internal preparations for the interviews themselves, we'll certainly be ready for, 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 for the 18th. It's, it's a thought, members, bear with me. Um, I think we'll be able to, to come up with a plan as we always do and advise you accordingly. Um, Chair, with your permission, may I call on um, Ms. Shanaz Kabir to just speak on the issues of um, background checks. Shanaz. Thank you. Good morning, Chairperson. Good morning, members. Sorry, just, sorry, sorry, sorry. My apologies. Just before Ms. Shanaz, please. I want us honourable members to conclude on what Mr. Paul is coming with. He's saying that you can consider and it will, they will bring it as it comes in. Um, I want to put before honorable members whether we will not need just a one hour meeting so that we, as we are receiving, we might have different views on those matters. Can we have a meeting where we are going to conclude all those and as the committee we have the same understanding and whether we are fine with how we have agreed on insofar as the public participation is concerned. Then we agree even before the actual interview so that we put that into rest and proceed. But also Mr. Peter Paul is saying they might be ready with the internal processes, which I think, and unless I, I am missing something here, we need to know that internal process and the scorecards and everything else before we get into the actual interview. Those are, are, are the issues that I want to put before the members so that then we allow uh, the, the next speaker to speak, but having conclude on this one, whether we cannot have a meeting just to conclude those public views and have an, an understanding as the committee against what is the program on the public participation. We might have, in my view, our personal views, but we need to have a collective view to say, so this uh, NGO raised this, we are fine with it because we have uh, uh, entertained that and we are happy with how we, 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 we have responded on that so that we put that into rest so that whatever comes back later on will have records to speak to the issues of transparency. That's, that's my view, honorable members. If I'm out of order, just rule me out of order. And, and please come to give uh, the actual guidance. 
I'm now giving to giving over to honorable members on the matter. Thanks. Yes, Honorable Singh, Honorable Somio, over to you, please. Chairperson, I think your 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 observations are well founded. That we, you know, it, it's fine for administration to be prepared, but I think we have to be psychologically, mentally, and everything else prepared with all the information at our disposal. And what I'm saying is that if if comments are allowed until the 14th on Friday, public comments, it leaves a weekend and the constituency day for us to catch up so that we can interview on the Tuesday. I would like to suggest that we delay the interviews to later that week, possibly, even if it's Thursday, so we can have the Tuesday to have our own private meeting and prepare ourselves, uh, you know, uh, for the, either the Thursday or the Friday in that week. Because our deadline is, I think, uh, sometime end of August. The third term of Parliament ends on the first week of September. So I think we've still got three weeks in the third term to, to, to give a report to Parliament, uh, which can be the, the first week of September can be our report to Parliament so that it gets tabled. So I'm just appealing that we, we just have that little bit of a leeway because I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, whatever happens here will, will, will fall on the shoulders of us who have been entrusted by the National Assembly to make sure this process is fair, transparent and, and, and done in a proper manner. So I'm just appealing that probably we delay the interviews, but we have this meeting that you suggest early in that very week. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. I think we have put a concrete proposal for us. I'll give over to Comrade Tomio, also appealing to him to please speak on your on Honorable Singh's proposal. Uh, over to you, Honorable Tomio. Well, thank, thank you very much, um, uh, Honorable Chair and Honorable uh, members. Um, in the first instance, I would, I would want to advise the members that on Friday last week, after we had our meeting on AG, we had the sad news of the passing on of one of our members in the committee, Honorable Peter, who is going to be laid to rest uh, tomorrow. On, on what uh, Honorable Singh is saying, I think uh, he, he is, uh, is correct, because at times we must not make those who have been given time to participate on our processes to feel that we have been doing that um, for just, uh, they must, they must uh, have that feel that indeed we took a respect in a reputable way of what they have poured into the process. So, so, so uh, uh, receiving those uh, inputs, uh, dealing with those inputs as the committee and uh, setting us ourselves time uh, for an interview, which is not to be a bit long, it might be uh, on the same week, uh, which uh, probably the, the the support team should uh, uh, look uh, look into in in terms of our uh, own interviewing uh, uh, sitting. In that in that way, we would uh, have filled the space for the fact that everyone has been uh, part of that process uh, up to that stage. 
uh, indeed, uh, there's been uh, some valued appreciation uh, of such a, a contribution, and that is on record in terms of the meeting that we have uh, summarized here. So I support uh, Honourable Honourable Singh uh, and yourself, Chair, that we must have that kind of a meeting. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Honourable Members. Thank you, Honourable uh, for reminding us about the passing on of Honourable Peter. Thank you, Comrade Somyo. May his beautiful soul rest in peace. I guess I, I, I represent all the members in the committee. Uh, com Honourable Members, can we then agree to say, we leave it to the, to the team now, Honourable, I mean, Mr. Peter Penn, to consider now, work on to, on to the actual dates on when we can have that meeting uh, before the actual uh, interviews, whether you bring all into one meeting, one, the response, as well as the internal matters, and we be allowed, as Honorable Singh is suggesting, a space to really bring all of us together. And by the time we get to the to the actual interviews, we are stronger. We are a team already. We have gelled quite very easily. However, we must get there, having been made uh, psychologically ready, as Honorable Singh is putting it. So we leave it to yourselves to say which would be the best dates. However, I want to strongly suggest, Honorable Members, that let's avoid Friday in case we have to travel and Friday becomes a, a, a very, very bad day for traveling. So let's avoid Friday. Let's make sure that we play between th Tuesday and Thursday for the week where we'll be able to do all this. We might not be able to give the exact dates as members, but we are giving this package to be considered so that uh, Mr. Peter Penn, Paul, and the team can give us the actual uh, dates thereof. I guess... We are done with this one, honorable members. And if we are, can I allow now the beautiful lady that was to come and address us? It's, it's, it's Women's Month. We appreciate when a woman is to come and present. It's very rare. You are welcome, ma'am. Happy Women's Month. <laughs> Thank you very much. Honorable Chair Okay, honorable Telezi. My, my my apologies. I just thought if I raise this one, perhaps uh, uh, Miss Chanas can be in a position to address this as she as she as she uh, uh, briefs us. The the question of MIE. Uh, my, my question is uh, <clears throat> who's who is MIE? I think uh, it's very important that as the committee we need uh, we <clears throat> we are taking a press as far as that is concerned. Uh, who's this company that you are giving such an important uh, 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 responsibility? How long has it, has it been with the with, with with Parliament and so on and so forth? And again, just to say, I agree with the uh, uh, with the summary that uh, Honourable Chair and uh, uh, we are giving of the input by Honourable Singh and Honourable Song. Thank you, Honourable Chair. Thank you very much. Good morning. Over to you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Chairperson. Good morning, members. Thank you, Chair, for the good wishes to for Women's Month. Likewise, to yourself and to all the 
um, members. So perhaps I should start with the first question raised by Honorable Butelezi. So MIE stands for managed, uh, managed Integrity Evaluation. So they're an external company. They are contracted to Parliament. They went through a procurement process. So they they verify our, the qualifications of all candidates be it candidates that um, they come from the recruitment process at Parliament or um, verification of qualifications of applicants who respond to adverts uh, in, in this case for the AG. We've just actually completed the, in, the, the NYDA as well as the NDDA board as well. So we verify those qualifications. So the MIE consent form that you receive is, as Mr. Peter Paul said, um, the candidates gives us permission. So we take that form, including the actual qualifications, and then we send it, we submit it to MIE electronically on the portal, and then they independently verify with the respective uh, tertiary institutions. They can do both locally as well as internationally. Um, uh, qualifications gained internationally. Um, and then also in this particular case for the AGSA, I, we also suggest that we actually verify the professional membership because the advert uh, calls for the person to be a chartered accountant, so we won't just qualify, um, verify your qualification, we'll also verify your professional registration with the respective board, which I think is important as well. I'm not, yeah. So that's perhaps just as a brief process in terms of how we follow. So um, when we submit, they actually come back with a, we call it a, a verification report that verifies that, uh, for example, Shanaz Kabir has the master's degree that she says she has. And then we generally put a progress report through to um, Mr. Peter Paul, who will then send it through to the committee as well. Uh, uh, thank you, Ruchi. Thank you very much, ma'am. Honorable members, uh, that's the response on the questions and further clarification. I just want to raise uh, one uh, technical problem that Honorable Kenny is unable to log in. He also is experiencing some difficulties. We really apologize to him as well as the deputy chief. I hope the IT are trying their best to make sure that they are brought in in the in the committee. I really would want to to request the IT to do a proper analysis on the platforms we are using. I think it's about time. There are platforms that are quite frustrating us. While as we know, we don't have. Uh, there isn't much we can do sometimes about the network, but there are some platforms that are giving us difficulties more than the others without mentioning names. Can that be considered, please? And then welcome the report from the Honorable Lady from HR. Can I allow Honorable Members to please ask questions whether we are satisfied on the people who are going to do the work and I'm not sure if the member did give us the, the time since when have we, have we been working with this as Parliament, as Honorable Butelezi asked. I think those questions are quite important, especially now 
when the country is having some concern and everybody else some concerns. I think we must be as transparent as we can. So that question of honorable Utelezi must be properly responded to so that you are very clear on on how we explain because that's the gist of the actual work we are going to do. Majority of, I think 90% of the work uh, depends on the process of screening. So I'm not sure if members are satisfied with the res response they got from, from the relevant officials. I'll give over to members to further ask if there are still questions that are not so clear or if the member is not so clear. I see Honorable Somio's hand is up. Uh, Honorable Somio. Chair, Honorable Chair, and uh, um, thank you very much, uh, 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 Shanaz. You, you, you see, in these uh, processes, I think uh, I wanted to propose that what um, we dealt with uh, through the proposal of Honorable Singh and we finalized is is even more relevant now uh, because the, the, the taste of the pudding is in the eating. Uh, so, so, so that whatever kind of work which has been mined uh, on each candidate uh, could uh, lead uh, analyzed, and uh, after that analysis, we should satisfy ourselves uh, on such uh, instances. So, 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 uh, I think, I think, in appreciation, let's, let's, let's indeed allow yourself and and um, the parliamentary staff to work to work on a day to deal with uh, such a a kind of a detail. Uh, which is going to form part of that kind uh, of a report. We might ask some questions, uh, but my view is that uh, uh, indeed, uh, without that uh, kind uh, of a detail, which is going to assist, assist us uh, on the information which she has laid, <coughs> which we must work on, uh, it's better to uh, put our hope uh, on the day of such a meeting to fulfill the process. So thank you very much. I also recognize Honorable Singh's hand. Thank or you is very it where much. I, yes, Honorable Singh. Thank you very much, Chairperson, and thank you for the report from uh, Mr. Shenaz. Uh, Chairperson, you know, we, we are fortunate in this committee that we've got uh, ex-premiers, ex-ministers, ex-deputy ministers who may have been involved in these interview processes, uh, you know, uh, earlier, I mean, closer. I was last involved in 2006 when I was an MEC, so it was a long time ago. But I don't know to what extent we have a responsibility to go into detailed backgrounds of the shortlisted candidates. And I'm asking this on advice uh, because we know from the process involved with the interview of the public protector, I mean, there were all sorts of things that were being said. So my earlier question about intelligence report, financial background, political active political affiliation, to what extent do we look into those things? Because from what I heard from Ms. Shanaz, we're looking more at the academic 
verification and authentication of the academic qualifications. Uh, but we're not going beyond that. So I'm just asking uh, a loud question. How much beyond that should we go? Because this is a very, very important position that uh, the person is going to hold in the country. Uh, you know, it deals with finances, it deals with integrity, morality, everything else. So I'm just putting this aloud for, for discussion as well and for advice, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you. Chair, Butelezi. Yes, thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much, Honorable Singh, Honorable Butelezi. My apologies, Comrade Chair. Uh, my hand doesn't want to to go up today, so I've got that technical glitch. Uh, if you could bear with me when I shout you over the microphone. Um, Chair, the person who must, in fact, let's start by saying, uh, uh, honorable saying is spot on. The person that should be appointed to this position must uh, uh, fulfill the condition of fit and proper to occupy this position. And fit and proper, it's, it's, it's much wider than uh, the, the scope that uh, Ms. Shana spoke about. Uh, it's just one part of, it's just one element of a fit and proper uh, definition. Uh, the question of um, appropriate uh, qualification and membership to uh, to the uh, um, those uh, institutions. In this case, you are looking at uh, psych. I'm sure because somebody should be a CA. For instance, uh, when you when you do, um, 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 it should be a very thorough and broader um, uh, um, uh, <clears throat> background check. For instance, there is a security check that we, that should be done on on on, on individual. Two, uh, usually such position, they, they will require that uh, you are not insolvent uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, to be there and so on and so forth. Um, <clears throat> so it's usually a, quite a, a, a wide uh, background check to an individual, uh, a, a criminal uh, criminal record, so on and on. So the main thing, uh, honorable uh, chair, honorable members, we are looking for a fit and proper person. And what uh, MIE, uh, from what uh, uh, Ms. Shanaza said, they they are more they concentrate more on uh, the academic uh, qualifications and membership of these professional institutions. I think uh, this the scope must be broader. I'm not very sure, uh, uh, Shanaz, whether they are able to do this. Uh, 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 <clears throat> that they are able to do these other things. If not, uh, we'll definitely would have to uh, uh, consider, and we have to do that to get an, an other uh, company or, or body or whatever, even government institution to check these other elements of, uh, of a fit and proper person, uh, including, for instance, uh, the political affiliation in this, <coughs> in this instance, active political uh, participation or membership of a person who's going to, to occupy this, uh, <coughs> uh, this responsibility. Remember, he or she will have to do it without any fear or, or prejudice uh, uh, when uh, he or she performs uh, the duties. So I, I, I just thought, in fact, that's what came out very boldly as Shanaz was, was busy saying what MIE does, that it, it looks to be very, very much limited. And I would say, honorable uh, members, through your honorable chair, that we definitely need to increase the scope so that we know exactly uh, what we need, what must be done. And if that's what MIE is doing, uh, we definitely need to find uh, <clears throat> other people will be able to do the rest uh, of uh, 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 work, which will satisfy the fit and proper uh, person. 
So honorable uh, uh, listening was was quite spot on. Thank you so much, honorable uh, chairperson. Thank you so much, honorable. You know, we have agreed earlier on that comrades can just raise their hand by indicating into their mics. You are you are correct. You are fine by doing so. We we have agreed that sometimes you might not quickly look at the chat box. Then honourable members are allowed to just speak over their microphones and say they they really would want to speak on the matter. Before okay. I, I can I give over to 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 the official Mishanas. We have just put ex, uh, some some explanation whether what is expected of us is for the 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 the, the people that they have they fall short in what we would want to see. Does indicate whether the EMS or whatever, they fall short on what we would want to see. If yes, how can we make sure that we measure the standards that we have put before ourselves uh, within within the, the legal framework that we have, but using as I got to understand honorable uh, is using all other internal uh, processes that might be on our reach to make sure that we we perform this task in a manner that South Africans will be proud of. So I'm giving over to Ms. Shanaz for her to come in and explain whether the people that are given the responsibility will be able to deliver according to what the members are expecting, not just just expecting, but trying to meet the best standards this time around. Next thing. Thank you, Chairperson. So MIE, um, they do do um, uh, credit checks as well, but I would like to share with members um, a, a couple of probably about four years ago, I supported the Committee on Gender um, Equality and um, what what that committee did is actually Parliament then interacted with the State Security Agency to actually do a complete police background check, including a credit check, and then that feedback um, when it was completed uh, was given to a committee in a closed meeting. And I must admit, I've, um, you know, the all the well, the information was thorough. It was um, it was at the standard that the the committee had expected. But that that specifically in terms of it went via the state security uh, chairperson and members. So MIE can do a credit check as well. Uh, but I uh, so we can uh, I mean we can do that. But I just thought I it was important to share with members. Previously, we actually um, interacted. Uh, with the um, SSA, which is the State Security Agency. And then may I just, Honorable Butelezi, asked a question previously, you know, how long has NIE been doing this work to Parliament? They've actually, obviously, there's been various procurement processes, but they've at least been with us for about uh, 10 years now in terms of verifying qualifications. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable. I mean, Miss, Miss, Honorable Official, Miss Shanaz. 
I, I don't hear you saying whether MIA falls short, therefore you, you, you agree with honorable members that we can bring any other, I want to say, to insist to say any other st state institution that can make sure that we come up with the best uh, 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 list of candidates. Unless the honorable members are having a problem with how I'm explaining it, so that we don't really say this one only, but any yeah. other state institution that can make us to come up with the best, having checked all the the issues that the honorable members raised, so that by the time we put a list before us, that list would have gone through all that. Remember, we discuss now in a different platforms where yes security sometimes is there but not all the time because we discuss in platforms but if our systems if we can have systems that can make sure that the product that we would want to see is being taken through those systems so i want to 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 come back to you to say whether in making sure that we produce what the honorable members are suggesting you are on agreement that other state institutions, including what you are raising, can be included so that honorable members can throw those names as we move on to make sure that at the end, you will have what the honorable members would want to see as, as the list of people who might be uh, interviewed and, and short, shortlisted and appointed at the end. Honorable Ms. Shanaz. I am in agreement, Chairperson, that we use both MIE and other state institutions like the SSA to give us the best uh, outcome and um, appointment that uh, we can be proud of. Bring, coming back to the honorable members, are we happy, honorable members? Chairperson. Mr. Peter Paul. Yes, Mr. Peter Paul, are you indicating you want him to speak? Yes, yes, Chair. Before the honourable members, to cut just before the honourable members, can Mr. Peter Paul please speak? Okay, thank you, Chair. Um, Chair, a quick one to say that I, I see um, Ms. Lagut has finally won the, the battle against the, the technological challenges, so she's been able to join us. Um, and then secondly, Chair, um, I've also just received advice um, from uh, my managers to say that the issue around state security is, yes, we'll do MIE, um, but the, the, the issue around state security becomes a separate uh, process that candidates are normally requested to submit fingerprints and, and then we request forms um, for, for, for verification um, from uh, protection services and parliament, which are then sent to, to state security for screening. And that the vetting itself at that level is done by the presidency on appointment. Um, to remind members that, of course, that we will, um, we will be recommending to the president I think it would probably be more than one name. The, the, the state security then goes on to do the vetting at that level, and then the president makes makes the appointment based on the feedback that's received then. So, so we'll, we'll kickstart the process 
um, because it takes quite a bit of time. And we'll have our information on MIE, and then we'll kickstart the process to get the information to state security. Um, and then the presidency will, will complete the process when the vetting is done at that level. Thank you, Chair. So, if I hear you properly, all that the honourable members are requesting to be done is taken care of in the process that you are outlining, Mr. Peter Paul. Yes, Chair, I would certainly say so. Okay, thank you so much. I'm coming back to honourable members. Can I have your, your views on this? Are we happy? Do you want to add anything? Are we convinced that on the process that Mr. Peter Paul is, is further outlining, this is what will bring us the outcome that we'd want to see and be proud of? Honorable members? Honorable Chair? Yes, Honorable uh, Somio. Anybody else? Yes, uh, Honorable Honorable, Honorable Chief. Thank you. Uh, Honorable Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Members. Let's welcome Honorable Deputy Chief with for the technical glitches. Good that you are in. We are now further discussing the tools that will make us to be able to produce what will be the credible outcome. In addition to the MIE that is being provided by Parliament, which is a norm, honorable members were putting more uh, to make sure that we have an outcome that will be credible. But Mr. Peter Paul and the team were further explaining to say all the processes that the honorable members are talking about are being taken care of in the process uh, up until the, the, the office of the president. Now, this is where we are. I thought I must take you through, Honorable Deputy Chief, because it's not your fault that we are unable to, to log in. You are also welcome, ma'am. Our apologies once again. We are now short of Honorable Kenny Morolong, who is still uh, struggling to, 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 to log in. We hope he will come in as well. So I had the members. I had Honorable Somio, Honorable... The freeze, Honorable Deputy Chief Whip, in that order, please. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Um, you, you know, you know, in, in the first instance, we have been entrusted with the responsibility of an appointment through Parliament of the Auditor General. There's nothing as bad as when your product is thrown out of the window because of some, something that you would have avoided. And that uh, then kicks into your credibility and the actual credibility of the entire process, which uh, would allow those who had interest either than ourselves in terms of that work to say, hey, wow, this is what would happen in terms of the quality of this kind of work. So. Let us insist uh, that uh, having the MIE as an institutional uh, appointed uh, team to do their work in the way they have been uh, somewhat appointed without making any amendments. But uh, it is critical for, for us to ensure that at least there is a window that an individual who has passed through uh, that interview 
we would say at least the individual has met uh, in the minimum of ways things that we think are very much critical uh, for a credible individual in terms of that kind of a position. So, so to leave it up to the end for the president only to do those well, the president could do that, he's free to do whatever, even in addition to what we have, we have done. But, but that should not uh, close us away from, from uh, dealing with the minimums in as far as such a instances are concerned. So what Mr. Peter Paul was making reference to in terms of the form field, getting through the security of parliament and uh, allowing vetting to be done later on, I would want to propose that there must be a way that at least there's, there's some, some vetting uh, a process in one way or the other, which is done together with our own processes. But we don't leave other things up until too late. Thank you, Honorable Sovignon. Honorable DeFries. Thank you, uh, Chairperson and uh, co committee. Good, uh, good morning to everybody. Um, I just want to support what uh, Honorable Butlesi and Honorable uh, Singh uh, both uh, uh, were uh, talking about. Um, I think if you look at the Public Audit Act and the Constitution, um, there are mainly three things which we as committee need to need to consider when we recommend a, a suitable candidate for the position of the Auditor General. Um, the one is the specialized knowledge or experiencing in, in auditing state finances, public administration. Um, I think that is something which which is completely checkable and which um, uh, you know we uh, the uh, the outside consultant and our officials will be able to check with with basic references and calls. Um, I also think that um, checking for the relevant um, uh, chartered accountant qualification should be easy as well because um, to be a chartered accountant, you need to be registered with the relevant um, uh, Chartered Accountant Association, whether it be in South Africa or in the UK. I see two of our potential candidates are, are registered in the United Kingdom. But to me, the, the, the third and most important one, um, or not most important one, but a very important one, is, is that the candidate must be impartial. The Office of the Auditor General um, uh, needs to remain impartial above all else and um, uh, honorable singh mentioned that you know is it our responsibility to check if they have any political affiliations and and i would argue that it is um, i would argue that it must be one of the questions put towards the candidate um, that they uh, uh, whether they hold um, any political affiliations and that that it must also be checked by the officials and the outside consultants because technically you know um, if you are affiliated to any political organization it is impossible to be impartial you will not be impartial so um, i would just like to highlight what um, uh, honorable singh mentioned and ask uh, uh, missionaries if if that is something which they will check for thank you very much chairperson Thank you very much, Honorable De Villiers, Honorable Deputy Chief Whip. 
Thank you, Honorable uh, Chairperson. Uh, good morning, Honorable Members. My apologies for logging in late. I had to drive to town so that I can do so. Uh, Honorable Chairperson, I hear what uh, the Honorable Members are saying. I want to agree with Honorable, uh, with everything that they are saying and also agree with what Honorable Somi was saying because we cannot uh, leave uh, that uh, certain uh, background checks will be done when, uh, as and when the name is recommended uh, to the president. So what if the recommended uh, candidate have something that uh, will take us back to square one? I just want to say, Honorable Chairperson, I don't think it will, uh, it will create any challenges if the thorough background check qualifications and everything that the Honorable Members mentioned, uh, all those things are checked before we finalize uh, the process as this committee. And when it arrives at the desk of the President, it will be easier then for the other process to kick in. We as the adult committee know that uh, what we do, what, what uh, the work that we have done is credible and the candidate that we recommend is in, can stand the test of anything, uh, any background tech, any qualification tech, anything that might come so that we can sleep peacefully at night. Then I agree with the honorable member who spoke just now that uh, the candidate must be impartial. All that we need, honorable uh, chairperson, that is a public office, and we need someone who will fit into the shoes of the current uh, auditor general. So definitely we'll need someone who will do the work for the people of South Africa, not for any uh, political party. So that's my, uh, my, my, my take, Honorable Chair. Thank you. Honorable Chair Butelezi. Uh, thank you, Honorable Butelezi. Over to you. Thank you very much, Honorable Tevilias and Honorable Deputy Chief Whip. I guess, Honorable Members, we are going towards a situation where we are suggesting that more should be done in making sure that what we would want to see is happening. Mr. Peter Paul, all we want to do to hear from them is where the difficulties might be. It is possible unless there might be difficulties. Uh, we we are here, we can meet anytime if there are any, but I guess honorable members are insisting to say, let's make sure that we put everything in place uh, that would make us to have a credible outcome. I think honorable members are consistently raising that. Uh, Honourable uh, Mutelezi, please speak. Sir. I think we have, we have, we have, we have summarised correctly. Um, whatever, let's let's do everything so that when you go to Parliament and say you you are not we are not having the buts and the ifs, we say this is what this is the best of the best as far as we are concerned. We have checked all these things. Uh, we we can't delegate upwards to the president to to do the things that we're supposed to do. That doesn't preclude the president from doing whatever check he uh, he wants to do. So um, I, 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 I think the way that uh, Honorable uh, Chairperson is summarizing, that's our feeling 
And just to be specific, is there anything which uh, uh, preclude us from saying that the state security agents should do the rest that we are, we are, we are, we are, we are talking about so that we, we, uh, we are very decisive as far as that is concerned? Is there anything that stops us from doing that as, as an institution of, 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 uh, of, 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 of government? My take is that there is, there, there is nothing, but I would like to hear uh, the, the, the colleagues from, uh, from the support staff if there's anything, because I would say, let's just be uh, very clear that the other things uh, that they thought that it might be done by uh, the pres president, let's do those things and the president will still do his uh, his things from his side. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you so much, Honorable Mutelez. Direct question. Uh, thank you so much to all honorable members. The input are consistent as I've just uh, summarized. Now I'm giving over to Mr. Peter Paul to say what can stop us not to be able to do what we want to do with everybody else uh, falling under our own oversight responsibility. I'm giving now Mr. Peter Paul to tell us whether there might be a challenge and if there might be any, what will be that so that the committee can quickly come up with a solution. Mr. Peter Paul. Um, thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, thank you, members. Um, I think just as members were speaking, I was also just liaising with um, um, Ms. Nomvula Kiba, um, who is my direct line manager. Uh, and she was just sharing some experiences as well, because I know that they were working with the NYDA just uh, recently, but also just her experience from, from before of, of the, the requirements. With your permission, Chair, she is online. Uh, I can ask you to just sort of contribute briefly on, 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 the, on the matter that is being discussed um, to, to assist members further with, with, with more information. She is ready to do that. Thank you, Mr. Peter Paul. We don't mind to bring in Ms. Numfula. We felt we really appreciate her as long as she's going to give us uh, a, a, a direct response on all the issues that are being raised by honorable members. Uh, Ms. Kiba, I'm bringing you to please speak on the matter. Ms. Kiba, please. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Apologies for the video from my side. I think I also have a challenge here on my side. Uh, good day to all honorable members. My name is Nomvula Kiba, the manager for the committee section staff in the meeting. I thought, Chairperson, it's important that I uh, clarify some few issues. There are two issues here. MIE, MIE is one service provider that is used for a qualification verification. So for all candidates, there will be a qualification verification solely done by MIE. MIE normally takes a week or two to to finish their work and HR then presents the committee with that particular report. So what they will do once the committee decide on the shortlist, then HR will be will be doing the the qualification verification. Then HR will submit and table before the committee the report of whether all the qualifications as indicated on the CVs whether they were indeed awarded or not. 
So that's the report of MIE. Number two, it will be the report of the State Security Agency. Now, State Security Agency reports are twofold. We have the vetting, which is a very thorough and intense process, as members would understand. Then we also have the security clearance. So for filling of vacancies in Parliament, we normally go with um, security clearance. Now, security clearance is done by the South African Police Services because there is a deadline by which the committee need to finalize its work. So that is why we recommend security clearance instead of vetting, because vetting takes, it's a, it's, it's a thorough process that takes longer Maybe than the time of the committee. So security clearance is done by the committee so that at least by the time the committee arrives to a conclusion of who to recommend, we have a, a clear idea on each candidate, whether that candidate is fit and proper, because the vetting, which is that thorough process, will then be done before the actual appointment is made by the president. Now, how this one is done, the, the, the security clearance is done, within parliament, our own protection services, they provide us with a, a document which we communicate to each shortlisted candidate, where we ask the candidate to submit to the secretariat their fingerprints, and then we, we, we attach a certain deadline there for all candidates, they submit the, the fingerprints. After that, then we submit the fingerprints to the state security um, agency for the SAPS to do their work. In our planning chairperson, we normally ask for about uh, plus minus two to three weeks for them to do that. But uh, from experience chairperson, that process also takes long these days. And uh, from other uh, platforms and other committees that have been involved in, the committees most likely finalize their work without even having the reports at their disposal. And then the committee then recommends subject to the availability of that report or not. But both processes take their own time, although from our side, we plan that at least they must be done within two to three weeks. But it does not happen the way we want to. But we can assure members that with regard to MIE, that's a reliable one. Once we put the deadline, they do it within the time. But the security clearance, for all candidates, it sometimes does not arrive on time up until the date on which the committee finalizes the recommendation. That is why there is also another uh, uh, um, probability of a vetting at appointment stage. Uh, I hope, Chairperson, that I've clarified the, the, yeah. the matter and the committee is at committee's disposal. Committee can use all these processes to process the, the filling of vacancies. Thanks, Chair. Thank you very much, Ms. Kiba. Uh, honorable members, that's the explanation on the capabilities of, of the parliament. Because I think Ms. Kiba is explaining those, but she also is explaining some difficulties, which I think automatically as we are embarking on this kind of a task, we must also, Honorable Somio, as the chairperson of AG and Comrade Gutiles, there's a need of reviewing this process to include all this that we have been spoken, uh, we have spoken about, but also take note of the frustrations that Ms. Kiba is talking about, which as democracy is growing, we cannot afford. We cannot afford those frustrations as part of the package because we must have been able to resolve those frustrations if now they become a norm now, as she is reporting. 
but I want to come back to honorable members whether we are satisfied with the explanation that Ms. Kiba is giving. Over to you, honorable members. Honorable Chair. Yes, I recognize honorable deputy chief whip. Anybody else? Sing a chairperson after that, please. And honorable Sing. We seem, Honorable Kenny is seem to be not being able to get him. It's just uh, a pity. Can we, I get now Honorable Deputy Chief Whip to speak, then later Honorable Singh, so that we can conclude on this matter. In that order, please. Thank you. Honorable Mutelezi. Uh, thank you, Honorable Chairperson. We heard what uh, Ms. Kiva was explaining to us. But this is the office of the AG which supports democracy, our uh, constitutional democracy. So, Honorable uh, Chairperson, I would like to think that uh, to share my thinking with the committee that um, I think if Parliament can make this as a request to the state security to come on board with the other uh, with the other uh, processes in the in this process as soon as possible with the other processes when they kick start i think this would be uh, would would be able to assist us going forward why am i saying so this position cannot be treated like any other position yes i heard what uh, the the miss giver was saying that they do do processes like uh, peter paul explained but uh, I just want to think loud, Honorable Chair, that let's try our best as Parliament to seek the assistance of the state security. The reason why am I saying, Honorable Chairperson, is that uh, the rate of corruption in our country is really, really, really tearing our democracy apart. So we don't want to find ourselves in a situation where a person whom we recommend to the president for appointment as parliament, that person is found to be having something, a, a dark cloud over their head. We don't want that. We want a credible uh, process, Chairperson, that we can own up and sleep well at night as members of parliament, knowing that we recommended a person whom we know that uh, will serve South Africa, uh, the South Africans, uh, South Africans well. So I'm just saying, uh, Honorable Chairperson, when we were, uh, we were, we were, we put to this uh, committee of the Joint Standing Committee on Intelligence, state security came on board. I know they are busy, they have many things that they are dealing with, but with the request of parliament, they were able to do the work. The turnaround time was very short. So I believe, Honorable Chair, if that request can be made on time, that might assist. 
What we don't want to see as, a, as this other uh, uh, committee is for a candidate to be, to, be, to be thrown out at the tail end instead of us getting to do the processes, do processes while we still have time so that we know who are these people whom we are recommending. So if the request can be made directly to the minister in the state security, I, I believe that uh, that can be done. Nothing is impossible, Honorable Chairperson. Let's not take our previous experiences and bring it here. What we want to see is to have a credible person who will do the work as expected. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Thank you, Honourable. Thank you very much, Honourable Deputy Chief Whip. I think Honourable Members agree with you. Uh, there was Honourable. Somebody was going to speak after you. Yes, uh, Chairperson, it was me. Uh, thank you. I can't agree more with uh, the Honourable Deputy Chief Whip. She summed it up. We've got to be as thorough as practically possible in this process. And perhaps, perhaps, you know, when, when Ms. Giba says two to three weeks, it's already taking us to the 25th. That's the outer date. So I think it is time for us to reconsider our interview date, but not now as we move forward. But we must be thorough, as Shange had said, and uh, Mejla Kuda had said, we have to be absolutely thorough and we must err on the side of caution rather than, you know, just trying to go through the motion. Because as far as I can recall, I think the new Auditor General, the, the current Auditor General term of office ends end of November, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or some way there. So we've still got time. We've still got some time to play. Uh, so so let's relook at all of all these things. But be thorough, thorough. Thank you so much, Honourable Members. There's nothing to be summarised. Uh, Honourable Singh is also emphasizing on what the Deputy Chief Whip spoke about. Now, we leave it to the administration to do all the things that have been suggested by the Honorable Members. And that's all for us. Honorable Members, it also, as Honorable Singh is suggesting, it is more influence into the changing of the day and playing now a little bit uh, flexible realization of the actual date and, and as well as the, the, the timelines for reporting back in Parliament. I think we, we will do that and we'll bring that uh, report to the Honourable Members, having considered all this that Honourable Members have raised and emphasised on. But also, Honourable Members, we can create an impression, as Deputy Chief Whip is suggesting, that there are no allegations about corruption. So we can raise our, uh, just say it, we'll do things as, as, as we used to. We must sharpen our tools so that we keep our people being, having that trust in us, in making sure that whatever is being raised, all the time we're aware of and we are equal the task. I, I think that's the summary of what the Honourable Members have been emphasising, which myself will find. We have discussed this, Honourable Members, and we have concluded on all the matters that we'd want to see uh, in this matter. Now, 
can we now go to the actual item that now talks directly into the shortlisting? Do we agree, honorable members? Yes, honorable chair. Thanks, honorable members. If we are in agreement. Yes, yes, honorable members. Um, it's me, Chair. I'm sorry to do this. Um, I, I think I, I see that Chanaz also has a question for us. Members, please bear with us. We just want, as people must implement this, we want to be very clear on certainly we get the principle um, and, and the overall agreement that we must certainly try our best to make sure that these things happen at this level. Chair, for me, it's just to just get clarity that as we, 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 we look at the dates, we are saying that we can still go on with the information that will be from MIE, and then we, we will have the interviews, but the committee will not report to the National Assembly on its recommendation until it has received the SSA report. That's what I wanted to understand, so that as we plan, we, we are, we're on the same page and saying that the, the processes continue as we are, but that that recommendation will not happen until a report from on all the candidates from the SSA is received. Jay, I just wanted to get clarity on on that on that one. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Peter Paul. We we are not putting anything that says we will not do this until this is being done. But all we are saying is that we must be as thorough according to what we have just raised and agreed on. And we have put suggestions in place that we must consider all those. All we will hear from yourselves is where the difficulties and where there are difficulties, we would come in in resolving those difficulties. And those difficulties should be those that will make us not being able to achieve that what we have discussed and agreed upon. Everything else will fall in we said what the president and all other processes normally happen, they will. However, we want this to happen so that even members said, we don't want to see this at the tail end and it would have passed our consideration and it will be fined very late. In fact, this person is not supposed to be here. So bring in, and we've agreed that the, 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 the SAA should be SSA, I'm sorry, should be the one that must assist in this regard. And I think if we can send that letter today, the relevant person, whether it's speaker, chair of chairs, whoever, send the letter of our request. I guess in three days we can get a response. We are sitting here with very strategic honorable members serving different committees. We're sitting with the chief whips of my parties that can also assist. Let this task be done by yourselves and come back to us and just give us any difficulties and we will deal with those difficulties accordingly. But there should be an outcome that we have just discussed and agreed. We don't want to open that for discussions anymore, but we want you guys to go and find a way to implement what we have discussed and agreed. If there are any difficulties, all the political offices are here. They will resolve that matter. But administratively, there shouldn't be any. Mr. Peter Paul? No, Chair. Thank you. And did I summarize it properly, members, for us? Thank you. Uh, I see honorable. Yes. Thank you so much. Now we are going to give over to, to, to the team led by uh, 
Mr. Peter Paul, in there, they are going to take us on the preparations, what they've gone through for them to reach the next list of names that they've uh, put before us. We want them to narrate that because we want to get into record on the processes that they followed. And we want to ask questions when that time arrives, then we'll then suggest what will be the way forward. I'm calling upon yourselves, Mr. Peter Paul, you will talk according to who speaks first, or the, the content advisor in this case, am I correct? Mr. Peter Paul in the yes, team. Yes, yes, yes. yes, Chair, you, you are correct. And in fact, we may as well just, you will hand over directly to him. Thank you very much, uh, content advisor. Over to you, please. Uh, good morning, uh, Honorable Chair, uh, members of the committee and colleagues. Chair, I'll just, want, I'll just be brief and summarize the process. In fact, the submissions that we received for the position of the A-team and up to the sorting of the CVs according to the requirements as stated or stipulated in the advert. You will recall, Honorable Chair, that on our first meeting, which we held on 24 uh, June, we agreed that uh, we'll circulate the job advert of which yourselves, that is the members of the committee, will input and comment on it. And indeed, the members of the committee input made their inputs and comment, and we adjusted those inputs and, co and comments accordingly. And of which it, that culminated to the final draft of the job advert, which was signed by yourself, Chair. And after that, we we put we placed that advert, job advert, to the national newspapers and local radios. Uh, and invited the public to uh, the, the invited the suitable candidate invited the suitable candidate from the public to apply the the, the position, and uh, we allowed that ad job advert to run from the period started from 3rd of July to 17th of July, which was apparently two weeks. Indeed, after the by the end of the closing date, which was 17th of July, uh, 2020, we received almost 71 applications from the public. <clears throat> and indeed, those applications were received from people from all walks of life, uh, ranging from uh, stock packers, cashiers, drivers, bus drivers, everything uh, indicated in the Friday, up to the CEOs and managing directors of the certain companies. And these occupations were in correspondence with the qualification ranging from metric, national diploma, bachelor degrees, and bachelor uh, <clears throat> certificates up to the PhD level. And what I must highlight is that uh, uh, although the, the, this, the, the requirement are clearly stipulated in the advert that we need, I mean, people should be in possession of a degree or uh, degree, I mean, accounting or commerce degrees, let me say so, in particular, much could be master or chartered accountant. But we got a significant applica applications from various fields, uh, ranging from engineering, science, law, and philosophy. Uh, although there was quite a sizable number of the application that we received that were in, uh, that were in possession of a commerce or accounting, which means accounting and or auditing. Chair, uh, we summarize, we, 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 according to the demographic of those particular uh, applications, we can summarize that, for example, 
we are arranging the same that uh, the most applications, applicants, let me put applicants were received from male candidate, almost half of the 71 applications, which is 39, were received from uh, male applicants, of which female constitute 22, which represent 30% of the applications. And there were others that never specified, which was quite insignificant number of 10. And also in terms of age, we can we could be seeing the summary of the uh, document that you submitted to yourself that the majority of 52%, which is majority of the of the applicants that made their submission were youth of this kind, where the people were received from candidates with uh, um, with with ages less of 35 years and below. Uh, you can and also in terms of the qualifications. Again, as I stated, we can see that the majority of applications were received from people with other qualifications who are not related to uh, uh, account with comments, which is accounting and auditing in this instance. Although there were quite a sizable number of, applic of applications which were received from uh, applicants with, with the possesses of master's degree and also chartered accountant, master's degree in auditing or accounting, and even more than and one of it was uh, possessed a PhD degree. Uh, for which we can see on the page three of the uh, report that also this was, there was quite number of almost 17% of applicants, which is were 12, which possessed just a, a bachelor degree. And uh, I must make uh, I, I must. I think it's worth noting the fact that if you look at that uh, page three on the on the qualifications, people that do possess qualification, our applicants, our applicants, you could see that from the people that possess chartered accountant and master's degree and above, in uh, uh, there were nine, for example, that possess chartered accountant, and for master's degree and above, there were two. But basically, what I want to emphasize is that on that two, one of them is also accounted under those that con that possess a, a, a chartered accountant. So basically, we can see we can see the applications that that possess master's degree and above and chartered accountant were just ten. That is meaning with application applicants that meet the minimum requirement in terms of uh, uh, qualifications were ten. And uh, moving to uh, applicants in terms of their experience, we can we can summarize, make a sum that ten of the application of the applicants meet the minimum requirements. That the minimum requirement in terms of experience, which is the specialized knowledge and or special knowledge of and or experience in auditing state finances and public administration, and the other sixty one. Which is the significant majority, which is majority of uh, applications or applicants didn't meet the requirements. These are those applications, those are uh, applications or applicants that I've mentioned before that they possess qualification. I mean, they possess experience in terms of they do have experience in terms of cashiers. They are cashiers, bus drivers, and others. And uh, in, in, in what what I also want to I, I highlight in this is that even those in that ten. And there are other three applicants in that ten who whom didn't meet who didn't meet the, the 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 requirements in terms of 
in terms of qualification. They do possess experience in terms of specialized knowledge, in, uh, uh, specialized knowledge and or experience in auditing, state finance and public administration. But in terms of, of qualification, you find that they just have a honors degree in accounting, but not chartered accountant or, or master's, uh, 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 master's qualification in accounting or auditing as is equivalent to the chartered accountant. So this is how the summary of the uh, applications. And then on, after we receive those such kind of applications, we such kind of summary in terms of demographic, on the 22nd of July, we met as a support staff for sorting of the applications. We sorted applications based on the requirements as stipulated in the job advert. In the main, the requirements are derived from the section 193 of the constitution, which is which stipulates that the, uh, the, 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 the candidate or uh, the candidate should possess, should be a South African citizen and also possess a chartered accounted qualification or equivalent, and also have a specialized knowledge and or experience in auditing state finances and public administration. So we sorted up uh, those applications, those ones that meet those all requirements that I've just mentioned, as I said, uh, are derived from the section 193 of the constitution, which were part and parcel of the job advert, the requirement of the job advert. So we made sure that we sort, we put the list of those candidates that meet those minimal requirements as stipulated in the job advert, and it is just sorting. So I just want to be clear uh, to be clear on this point that it should be by no any means this could be construed this list of that we did as a short list, a short listing, a short listing. It's just a sorting uh, because we uh, the the committee the, the the responsibility or mandate to shortlist lies within the committee. It's just we, we're assisting the process here. We're just assisting the process. So out of the seven one. We sorted the names. We come up with the seven names that uh, meet the minimum requirements or the requirements stipulated in the uh, in the job advert. Those names are as follows, and we attach as a annexure one. I think those names are as follows. Those seven names. Uh, can you copy? I see that we're projecting. <coughs> the name number one. Are they are they on the same document? Yes, now I'm in names. Oh, okay. Let me let me go back. The seven is the seven uh, sorted. Okay, let me find my documents. That's that's fixed to the names. Thank you, PP. Chair and honorable members, then according to our sorting, according to us, that is after we have looked uh, on the uh, person, I mean, on the CVs of the candidates, we service with the uh, we service with the requirements as stipulated in the job advert. We came up with these seven names as the name that we uh, meet. With that name that meet the minimum requirements as stipulated in that uh, job advert. Now, the first name is the name of Mr. Michael Sass. 
Mr. Michael Sass is a child accountant, as is re reflected there. Uh, <clears throat> uh, he, he possesses uh, experience in terms of specialized experience and knowledge in terms of auditing state finance and public administration. Mr. Sass uh, has worked as a DDG, Deputy Director General, in the Gauteng Provincial Government. In Gauteng, uh, as, as under Gauteng audit service. He has also worked as a deputy director general in the National Treasury in 2013 to 2015, and currently he, he is a CFO of uh, National Health Laboratory Services. We have got Dr. Moses Gasella. which is, he is having a, a he possesses a chartered accountant, but in UK and is also having a PhD in, I think, in finance. And uh, he, is, he has worked, he is currently employed by Premier, North, uh, North, Northern Cape Premier, as a, charter, as a chief financial officer. He has, he has worked in various institutions, government institutions, like Eastern Cape Provincial Treasury and, uh, and the Justice, uh, Department of Justice as a director in finance. And uh, Eastern Cape is also, and as I said, is also in the Cape Provincial Treasure. We have got Miss Rachel Galatis, who is also possesses a chartered accountant, um, also in possession of chartered accountant. She is a registered chartered accountant, and uh, she has worked as a chief financial officer, CFO in the Mpumalanga Economic Growth Development Agent. He has also worked as a CFO in the is as a manager of finance in the Mpumalanga Agricultural Development Corporate Agents. Yes, we have got uh, Mr. Shabir Khan. Mr. Shabir Khan is also registered chartered accountant. Uh, she has he has worked in Auditor General of South Africa before. Axa. He has he he is currently a CFO in the Department of Trade and Industry. We've got uh, Professor Tangisomului. <clears throat> Professor Tangisomului is, is having a master's degree in accounting. He's a professor, he's having a PhD in finance. He's a professor in VIT versus VIT in VETS. Uh, Mr. Tangisomului is also, he's is, is, is also in his CV cited that he's also providing advisor and consulting in the government. And departments. We have got Ms. Tsagane Malulege. Uh, Ms. Tsagane Malulege is also registered chartered accountant. Uh, he, she is a currently DAG, Deputy Auditor General. Since 2014, uh, she joined, uh, she joined the, uh, Auditor General in 2012 as a national leader uh, audit service. She has worked before in institution, government institution like ECTC, Eastern Cape Development Corporation. Uh, we have got Mr. Zakaria Hussein. Mr. Zakaria Hussein is also, uh, he's himself also a registered chartered accountant. Uh, she, he has worked, he, he, has, he has been appointed, he has been, uh, um, he, has, he has worked as a HOT in provincial treasurer of Western Cape. Before being appointed as the HOD in the Provincial Treasurer of Western Cape, he was appointed as a DDG uh, uh, responsible for governance 
in the in the provincial treasure of Western Cape. So, generally, these are the people that we shortlisted and found. As I said before, that their CVs were found that are mean are meeting the minimum requirement as stated in the advert. Uh, as, I, as I also alluded on those minimum requirements that are derived from directly from Section 193 of the Constitution, and I've mentioned them. And thank you, Chair. I think this is where I end. Thank you very much, Sir, for that explanation. Uh, I will now give over to honorable members to ask questions, one on the process, but also indicate whether this, the process you are satisfied with, and also please speak on the names. I'll give over now, honorable members. Honorable. Honorable Chair. Uh, thank you. I recognize honorable Deputy Chief Whip. Over to you, Deputy. Uh, thank you, uh, Honorable Chepes. We welcome the presentation by the by the Secretariat. Uh, also, Chairperson, just to indicate that we're supposed to have this meeting on to have had this meeting on Friday after receiving the documents on Wednesday night. Then we requested in that meeting that we really appreciate the information that we got from the Secretariat. Hence, as members who are bestowed with the responsibility of making sure, sure that uh, we have a credible process, we requested that we must be allowed to go back and relook in to these, uh, the, 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 the applicants, all of them, and also to do some, um, some uh, thorough work in this regard. What we did, Honorable Chaperson, uh, we did go through the, all the, 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 the 71 applicants. We agree with what is presented that most of them are bus drivers, cashiers. They are just taking, they, they applied for the sake of applying. But we came across uh, the seven names who have vast experience in the public self sector and they are well uh, qualified for this uh, as uh, the advert of this uh, position of an, of the AG. So I want to say, Honorable Chair, from my side, I do agree with what is presented here because we have been given enough time to go through and satisfy ourselves. So as from, from our side, this is what we agree upon. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Deputy Chief Whip. That's some input. Any other taker on the matter, Honorable Members? I see there are two hands. There are two hands. Uh, there is Honorable De Villiers' hand, as well as Honorable Naren Singh's hand. 
In that order, please, honorable members. Chairperson. Yes, ma'am. I've raised my hand. Honorable uh, Peters will be the third person to speak. Over to you, honorable members, in that order, please. Thank you, Chairperson. And uh, thank you for the Secretariat for the um, all the work that was done. Um, I think it is a very thorough process. Um, I appreciate the way that they've uh, compiled the control list and also um, I think it's a sensible way in which they've complied the shortlist. I have uh, three questions um, uh, on, on, the, on how they put the list together. My first question is if you go to the control list and you look at candidate number 13, um, Mr. Edmund Shoko Lekule, it seems to me that that candidate um, is a registered uh, CA and has also worked in the in the office of the Auditor General, but he's but he's not been included on the list. Um, and in in my opinion, it looks like his both his qualifications and experience meet the minimum requirements uh, to 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 be on the shortlist. So that would be my my first question. So it's candidate number thirteen on the control list, which was given to us. And then um, the the candidate. Uh, number four, Mr. Shabir Khan, on the control list, it doesn't show that he's a chartered accountant, but on the short list, it says CA next to his name. So I would just like that cleared up. I would like to understand why it does not say uh, registered CA on the control list, but it does mention it on the, on, on, on the list. And then um, my third question is Professor Tankiso Muloy. Um, who's been shortlisted but is not a registered chartered accountant. Although he is very experienced or academically qualified, um, I have it and, you know, it's it, in our document it says one of the conditions for employment is that the person must be a chartered accountant or possess equivalent qualifications. But, in, I mean, in my mind, there's no equivalent uh, uh, qualification to if you're going to be the auditor general of South Africa, um, you have to be a chartered accountant, at least in my mind. So uh, those are my three questions. Um, uh, why has not candidate number 13 not been included? Um, is Mr. Shabir Khan in fact a registered chartered accountant? And um, do we need to include Professor Malloy even though he is not a chartered accountant? Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Mr. Tivillias. The next speaker, please. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, Honorable Tivillias has made my task uh, very easy, Chairperson, because when I was doing my notes here, uh, exactly uh, 13, uh, but thank you to the team for doing this. They've done excellent work, like I said on Friday. Uh, I, I just like some reason why uh, Mr. Shoko Lekula has not been included in the shortlist. Uh, and then I'd just like them to answer two general questions. What is an equivalent to a CA? You know, when you go for these ratings to this organization, they say level 10, level 12 uh, qualification. What is an equivalent to a CA? Because as Honorable de Villiers said, a CA is a CA. Right? And then I have a particular problem with uh, the academic uh, number five, as Honorable de Villiers said. Uh, well qualified but an academic 
And one of the uh, well requirements in, in our advertisement says uh, experience in auditing state finances, well, ex uh, specialized knowledge in auditing. Now, I note that uh, there isn't that specialized uh, knowledge in auditing, and maybe with some of the other candidates as well, they're more financial people rather than audit, audit people. But I'm prepared to give them the benefit of the doubt and let them go through the process. Uh, you know, of, of, of being interviewed. For example, Mr. Shabir Khan, uh, in my, from what I see, is a CFO, is a finance person and not an audit person. But I suppose it's like, uh, I don't know, uh, bread and butter, they go together. So that's why I'm saying I'm prepared to give uh, those people the benefit of the doubt. Ms. Kalidas doesn't seem to have the necessary experience. Uh, but let's just see what happens in the interview because there's only two females and I think we must give the females an opportunity. But going back, uh, number 13, why has been excluded? What is the equivalent? And uh, Professor Tanki, so I have a bit of a problem on that one, unless I'm convinced otherwise. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. I guess Honorable Peters. Jefferson, I think Honorable Singh has uh, covered me with regard to the, I think it's number, is it Kalidas? Yeah. And then my other issue, if I take into consideration what Honorable Members have already uh, raised with regard to, uh, it's with regard to the team, maybe they can inform us uh, why uh, we seem to be very limited in terms of uh, women and uh, also a lack of understanding on my part, just clarity. Why is, uh, is it Malik? Yeah. Is she then also classified as external? Maybe I need to just be helped to understand. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you but, very much. Yes, yes. Just, I just wanted to indicate that the numbers of, of seven, although a, a, a good number, it's a very small for for us for a pool to select from, but it's good. Let's uh, let's go with the seven that has been selected. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Peters. And uh, if there's no other take from members, can we go back to the admin staff for them to clarify some of the direct questions? If you have um, agreement, yes, Mr. Peter Paul and the team. Thank yes. you, Chair. Uh, if I if I could, um, if I am going to suddenly hand it over back to Mr. Mkaji to to speak to to some of the questions. I think he'll be able to to respond to them. Uh, one I wanted to correct because that one is an oversight on my part. A question by. Um, Mr. Develias, um, say my apologies. Indeed, Mr. Shabir Khan is a CA, and that should reflect on the control list. We'll correct that. Um, it is on his CV. 
of course, like all the others, will be verified by by the company that does that does the verifications. Um, and I think, Chair, as you had introduced the team, I am going to really ask them to feel free to share with members the thinking that went through the, the entire process because it was truly a, a team effort um, and we're happy that members are, are, are accepting it well. So so any one of them, um, after Mr. Mkwachi, if they, they, they feel the need to, to, to come in, then please do so. Um, thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, I'll just take a uh, my the first part and then the colleagues if I omitted anything they can add from what I'm going to say. Starting from um, uh, okay, the uh, Sabish Khan issue, uh, I think Peter Paul have uh, clarified on it. He's a charter accountant. Um, <clears throat> coming to another question, what is equivalent to charter accounting? To us, we come up by saying that we agreed that the, what is equivalent to a charter accountant will be masters in um, accounting or auditing. Why? Because in order the route to a chartered accountant, you must have a big, uh, a big degree and honors or CTE in, in in accounting. After that, you write a board, first a board paper for 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 for, for chartered accountant. So after it, you must have the requirement, you must have honors in accounting or CTE, which is a theory of accounting. So we say something which is beyond the honors, which that's why we come out and say that could be masters in accounting and or auditing. Secondly, uh, the issue of candidate uh, number 13, <clears throat> we discussed that candidate. The reason that we didn't, show, we didn't put on that uh, list of seven is because of the experience. <clears throat> the candidate number, this candidate, is a, it was a manager in AXA. So a manager, a person who's a manager in AXA is, is a person who's in a very low position uh, because they are still a senior manager, they are still a national manager, they are still a deputy OG. So and it's like in a, if I insinuated uh, honorable members and chair to a department, we have got an assistant director, we have got a, di a deputy director, we have got a director, we have got a chief director, we have got a DDG, we have got a DG. So this person is like a, a assistant director or in the in the in the level of say deputy director, which is very far is junior. That's the reason why we didn't um um shortlisted put in, in the in the shortlisting. I mean not shortlisting this sorting of seven. What did it shortly with this sorting of so we said it is, uh, he is, he, we said, no, he doesn't comply or certify with the experience in terms of um, state finance public and public administration uh, experience. But yes, we agree that he's uh, certified the requirements in terms of qualification because he's a child accountant. And uh, Professor Tangis, Professor Tangiso, as I indicated when I was uh, presenting that he possesses masters in accounting. That's the reason why we said he certified in terms of qualification. And I also mentioned the fact that in his CV, is um, it is it is said that is also uh, providing advisor and consulting in the state departments. 
That's what he says. So we say that that is experience uh, on everything in, in that instance because he's, you can't provide a, a advisor and concern in the public uh, uh, department, but you don't have experience in state finance and, and public administration. So it is on those bases that we included. And uh, I'm not sure whether I omitted another one, but I think these are all the okay the seven candidates oh, i also wanted to comment from what honorable was saying because i've i mean i think even the previous the current aging i was also in the pardon process of the support team i think the number was even more or less the same on in terms of the candidates that we sorted i mean the pool in terms of the pool and also the candidates that you sorted i think you interviewed six last time in this current uh, ag and uh, I think basically, this is what I can say on a picture. Thank you. And unless there's something that I omit or my colleagues will feel uh, uh, that, I mean, there's some important issue that I omitted or not explained thoroughly. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Mr. Mkaji. From the team, any additional information from the team? No, Chief Thank you. Thank you so much. We are there. I see that two hands that are being raised. Can the first hand please speak? I'm not sure whether it's members or the the admin staff. Whoever those those people are, can you please speak? The first one, please. It's uh, um, Mr. Singh and and Mr. Tavellias. On the village, it was you first. You go. Thank you, okay, uh, Thank you, Honourable okay, Singh. I'll, I'll, I'll be quick, um, uh, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Um, I just want to just want to say that uh, I, I am I am comfortable with the explanation on candidate number thirteen. Um, if it's if it was a very junior position in in the AGSA, then um, maybe that is not enough experience. Um, I would just like to say that when it when it comes to the equivalent qualification of a chartered accountant, one of the things that we must remember is that. A master's degree is, is 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 purely academic, so it's just someone who's 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 done the uh, additional postgraduate time to to further themselves more academically. But a chartered accountant um, did three years of being a clerk, where he worked, where he or she worked as a as an auditor in a auditing firm, because you cannot register as a, as a chartered accountant unless you firstly um, completed the degree. Um, also the the honours degree and then also written your board exams, but very importantly, it's three years of a of being a clerk in an audit firm. So there's there's having a master's degree is not equivalent to actually having worked as an auditor and having put in the time in the industry. And I I cannot agree that having a master's degree is equivalent to being a chartered accountant. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. I think I was next. I, I also agree with Honorable de Villiers that uh, I, I still have my doubts about Professor Malloy. But uh, even on, on 13, Chairperson, the, the, the person is, is a chartered accountant. The person, uh, you know, according to Koli there, uh, is a manager. You know, nowadays teachers apply to be principals of schools, and it's an accepted thing. An ordinary teacher uh, in the lowest level our principles of schools because it's a given thing, Satu and everybody else accept that. 
and the teacher unions. So I don't think a person should be punished because of the hierarchical uh, uh, you know, shape in the current organization that the person serves. Uh, so I'm just saying that I don't know this person. I've, you know, I'm not talking from that, but I'm saying to, to, to say to a person, yes, you are a chartered accountant. Yes, you are an auditor. You're working in the Office of Auditor General. But because you are a manager, you have to still go up the ladder. It might be a bit uncomfortable, uh, you know, uh, and not fair. So I'm just appealing that we, if we can include that person and reconsider the academic professor with the masters. Thank you. But it's left to the committee. Uh, we can be convinced. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. Uh, there are those two contributions, Honorable Members, which are for me, I don't think they are a train smash. One day it was clarification, but if in the center of that, there are suggestions of putting more than what we have, uh, and there are motivations on that. And we have agreed that at least seven is too little. However, it's, it's quantity, it's quality, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think it should be transmitted to consider names that members are insisting to say they must be brought to the to the list uh, because we must all agree. This is one committee that we must all agree on whom we bring into the list so that we can find the best uh, candidate in the process. I, I I want to I want more hands because there's there are no contradictory views here, honorable members. Can I get more hands? Chairperson Butilezi. Honorable Butilezi, anybody else? Okay. Deputy Deputy Chief Whip. Deputy Chief Whip, any other person, honorable members? Vessels, please. Somyo, Chair. Somyo, and who else? Vessels. That 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 the, the, that honourable member will be the last one to speak on the matter, so that we can now conclude. Uh, let's uh, let's give over now, according to how they've raised their hands, honourable members to speak, please. Thank you. Thank you, honourable chairperson. I think I would I would like to 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 support the addition of a CAO of left of the. Uh, uh, Thank you, Chairperson. Honorable Chair. Yes, Honorable Deputy Chief Whip, you can speak. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Like you said, there's no train smash in adding that name. It must be added, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Deputy Chief Whip. The next speaker, please, which is Honorable Somyo. No, 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 no. I think they've, uh, for me, they've closed uh, through that uh, proposal. So I accept uh, the proposal by the two Honorable Members. Thank you very much, Honorable Somyo. Any other member that would like to speak on the matter? Yes, thank you, Chairperson. Um, I also want to agree uh, with the addition and the inclusion of uh, Mr. Shoko, and I think that would be good. But I also want to agree with uh, Honourable Singh 
that I am concerned with the inclusion of uh, Professor Malloy with regards to his lack of, um, of audit experience. And uh, I also want to raise that concern. I, I think uh, we should actually leave him from uh, out from the shortlist, Jefferson. Thank you, Honorable Vessels. Uh, thank you for that contribution. I'm still worried, uh, Honor. I don't hear the progress that the IT is making in bringing in Honorable uh, Morolo Kenny. If 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 Mr. Peter Penn can please indicate whether they they cannot now bring Honorable Kenny Morolong into the meeting, can the IT indicate? Chair, I I will call Mr. Morolong because the challenge we have is he's online. Um, uh, maybe I just need to understand from him what exactly is the issue. Is it because the microphone issue or, but even our last meeting, he was able to join. Um, I'm not sure if it's the, the audio. Let me call him and, and, and actually connect him with the IT people because he is in the meeting as we speak. I'm sure he can hear us. Um, let me just find out what technically it is that is the challenge, Chair, as, as you continue. Uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, honourable members. I think we are almost concluding the list. Remember, we agreed that we take what has been presented to us by the admin staff. However, we had questions of which there is satisfactory answers. But if on, on, on in, in in principle, we agree that we take the list and bring in number thirteen, whom was left. I, I think, honourable members, we. We then said because the list itself was short, but it, it it doesn't much we can do. However, for the names that we think they can still come in, let's agree that they come in, not because we want more numbers, but for us to 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 find the best candidate. So I would really want to 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 summarize the discussions in that manner, honorable members, that we 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 have discussed and agreed that we consider the list as it comes. We also consider number 13. We clarify the questions that we asked. We give more information on our knowledge insofar as what else that talks to the, if you are not a channel accountant, what can then be equal to that? There's an explanation to that. There's an experience from Mr. Mkaji. And for me, that concludes the debate or the discussions on the names. Am I summarizing correctly, Honorable Members? Yes, Honorable Chair. Yes, Honorable Chair. Thank you so much, Honorable Members. I, I appreciate these inputs. That Now that takes us to the next item. Now the logistical arrangements for the actual uh, uh, interviews. In the last meeting, honorable members, we suggested the committee section to check whether we cannot be in a central venue so that we don't experience these technical glitches and and we then we can find everybody in time with nothing that will make us our work to be to be to be and nothing negative. So can I get to hear from Mr. Peter Paul? and his team on how far did they go 
so that the, the members can go to here and they will indicate to the admin on what that would be the situation insofar as individual members are concerned. We've, we've changed the date a little bit later than the 18th due to the work that we've outlined and that talks to the actual, the last thing that we need to do, presentation of our report to parliament, then the admin staff would work within those parameters. But now we're going to the actual logistic arrangements to the actual uh, uh, interview. I'll give over to Mr. Peter Paul. Over to you, Mr. Peter Paul. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, members. Um, the the information, I think members will remember that we had we had touched on the issue. And I think from what we got the last time um, was that in principle, <clears throat> members were, were in support of an idea where a central location would have to be found. But of course, it was important. Where uh, and and start thinking around that chair. So we have certainly consulted um, and and just in line with the principal agreement chair. Um, I wish to to propose um, that on whatever date that we will as we'll meet after the meeting and then we'll, we'll, we'll relook at the program and how we, we move forward. Um, that we join us back uh, for me, uh, I'd like to put it as a, a, a central point in this regard. I'll tell you why, Chair, that even with the addition of a, an eighth candidate on our A list, I can safely say that um, six of the eight candidates are actually based in, in, in Gauteng. And, and also looking at where the members are coming from, I think it will be easier to get them that side. Um, the, the, the two other candidates are only one is from the Northern Cape uh, and the other from, 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 from the Western Cape. Actually, it's five of eight because the other one is from Bumalang. Five of eight candidates are from are from outside of Gauteng, but five are based in Gauteng. And so Chair, on whatever date that we will, will be proposed and agreed to um, by, by the committee, um, I'd like to propose Johannesburg. Of course, then the logistics. We had written to members um, through the uh, the committee assistant and the request, and I hope members have, have responded to 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 that request. If they haven't, I plead that you please do, just to inform us first for our records of of where your your home addresses, what your home addresses are, and so we know where you, you travel from for now and future purposes. Um, so that information is needed, and and then we will actually, as we have before, come up with a solid proposal on the travel arrangements, on what will happen on the day. I know that Mr. Singh had proposed, and it was agreed that the committee it would it would make sense for us prudent to actually have a a meeting as a committee first, just to make sure that all is in order, well before those interviews actually take place. Um, so, um, Chair, that is the proposal and, and would appreciate uh, members just uh, giving us the green light to go ahead and implement that um, so that we can get the administrative processes um, in motion. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Mr. Peter Paul. 
Honorable Members, that's a brief on uh, the logistics insofar as the actual day of, of, of interviews is concerned. I'll take uh, uh, hands from the Honorable Members uh, in a manner that Honorable Members would have raised their hands. You are still, one person's hand is up. Uh, anybody else is going? It's me in. Is that, me I, in. Thank you, Deputy Chief. Food. Any other name? Any other name is going, is going, and it's gone. Thank you so much, Member Members. Those two hands, please. Chairperson, thank you very much. No, no, I think uh, as we had agreed, it should be a, a you know physical interview because it makes it much easier for us to interact with the candidates. Perhaps they must consider, the team must consider uh, a hotel at the airport or a conference center at the airport in Johannesburg so that we don't have to travel as well. And we could come in the night before and have a meeting. Uh, and then start with the interviews early in the morning and, and then take it from there. But something closer to the airport, I'm just suggesting, or at the airport, there are hotels, there are conference venues, as long as they're suitable for the social distancing, etc. Thank you. And media. Thank you, Honourable Singh. Honourable Deputy Chief Whip. Thanks, uh, Honorable Chairperson. I just want to support what Honorable Singh suggested. Venue at the airport that is supported, Honorable Chair. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh and Honorable Deputy Chief Whip. If there's no uh, any other hand on the matter, we will expect Honorable Members to respond to the admin to indicate where they will be flying from, we take into consideration the venue proposed and all other logistical arrangements. We also take into consideration the proposal that we must just meet before we go to 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 sleep on the day, so that we wake up knowing very well where the venue is and all other logistical arrangements, uh, whether we have met all the regulations as we are. Uh, still under disaster management under different uh, uh, legislations. Honorable members, if there's no other hand on the matter, I guess that was the last item on our agenda. Chairperson? Yes, Honorable Mutilezi? Yes, Chairperson, um, <clears throat> there's, there's, there's a, a matter I, I wanted to raise and I don't think it was in the agenda. Please pull me out of order if I am. Um, without getting into the questions, general, I've got a problem about pre pre preset uh, <clears throat> uh, pre questions. But uh, I, I hope I, I think we've we've agreed that's what we are going to do. But I just wanted to check uh, when are we going to have sight of that? That's one. But two, broadly speaking, I would like to hear from um, uh, from the team what areas they they will cover. Not not about questions. Areas generally that uh, uh, for such a position that you'll you'll, you'll, you'll cover. We do have some some thoughts, but I just wanted to check with the with with, with the team if that's acceptable uh, with with your chair. Thank you, Honorable Butelezi. I guess it's quite acceptable. 
should not guess what we will find there without getting into the details. You are correct. Let, let's get to hear from the team then. Uh, I'll give over to the team, please, uh, to respond to the questions. Thank you. Um, go on, Mr. Paget. Thank you, Chair. I think we just we, we have to, in fact what we did previously in fact this what we was also the thinking now in the previous appointment of AG we categorized question into three uh, categories which was uh, leadership uh, uh, technical and behavioral so we are pushing weights in those particular three categories this is what we, that was our thinking is also even our thinking now going forward that this is what we're going to uh, do we have a question under leadership uh, technical and behavioral thank you sir. um and chair maybe it, just to, to, to yes add, um that i know that i speak for everyone as well that that covers um, the question that Mr. Ptelis has put us on the spot for, um, but also to just say that th those are the areas indeed, but I think by by no means would we ever say that um, members will be will be forced to stick to those to those areas. So of course, members will do their own preparation because it's very important that they do uh, and and ask the questions that they want to ask. Um, and and on the issue of the when, um, I'm not sure, Chair. I think as as we have before, like the last meeting, I would I would just like to to include that as part of the package. Uh, last 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 week, I wrote to you the next day and I said this is a proposal. If I may um, be given that opportunity to do the same, Chair, say, uh, in terms of the administration, in terms of when certain things will be received, um, I, I I will report to members again no later than tomorrow on 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 the way forward from from now on thank you mr peter pen mr peter paul i'm sorry are we are we fine honorable butelezi i'm not putting you on on the spotlight but i think we had a relevant question are you fine with the with the with the explanation yes i would like just to add one one thing uh chairperson um let, let's say leadership and management the leadership uh, category okay they are related yes they are anything else honorable butelis that's it from my 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 side honorable chairperson thank you so much thank you so much from the team thank you honorable butelis for that relevant question honorable members if there isn't anything we all satisfied, we'll prepare ourselves, we'll meet a night before the actual uh, interviews. We'll, there'll be correspondence to and fro. Let's please respond to what they would need for in preparation for logistical arrangements. And honorable members, uh, that brings us to the end of today's meeting. I really want to take this opportunity first to apologize to Kumri Deputy Chief Whip, particular to Honorable Morolong, that who has not been able to 
to log in. As I said earlier on, we wish to put this to IT that this matter must be resolved. It cannot be that a, a one of us is unable until the end to log in. I think there should be a solution on that. But for Honorable Deputy Chief Whip, who came in late for the same reason, we apologize profusely so. We want to thank all members who made this meeting to be this fruitful. I guess we are now fine to get into the actual task. We have sorted everything else that might be a challenge on our way. We are fine now. Thank you so much. Thank you for your contributions, quite um, extensive knowledge from yourselves. Thank you so much. Uh, the meeting is now closed. Thank you so much, honorable members. Thank you, Chairperson. Bye-bye, colleagues. Thank you, thank you, Chair. Um, my colleagues would like to have a word. Bye bye, ma. Bye bye. Look after Pumalanga there. <laughs> Everybody, please keep safe. Yes. Honorable Morolong was with us. The only thing he has been he has been writing on this on the screen that he's with us is understanding. He has everything that was saying and he concurs uh, with the decision of the of, of the committee. I was just reading on on the on the site. Thank you. Oh, for record purposes, Honorable Butelezi, thank you so much. It's important yes. for for us to get on record to say it has been taken care of. Thank you so yes. much, Honorable Butelezi. Uh, Honorable members, goodbye. Bye. Bye.